it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never canceled anyone's student loan debts. Wow, check it out. Joe Biden waiving $10,000 in student loan forgiveness, meaning the people who took out the loans will get a break from the taxpayers who did not. This is total crap. Even the little kids are fired up. We're going to get into it along with a big night of primary results, uh, as well as your questions, comments, carrier pigeons, whatever you're into. You can also call me and talk to a human being. Remember the old days? You actually talk to a human. Like, you can call us, and you'll get a human. You don't have to scream like, Representative! And hit two and lose your mind. All are welcome. It is an all skate. You could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a as we get underway on a big Wednesday. Uh, one more reminder. I've been shamelessly plugging this all week. I am at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada, this Friday and Saturday. There are still tickets available uh, to the 930 shows. The early ones are sold out. The 930 shows have a few. And I actually need you to go to the 930 because that's usually when I'm in trouble at the blackjack tables. So like coming to the 730 is great. You get to see me tell jokes. But coming to the 930, you might actually save my life. So uh, if you could, uh, ccnugget.com is the website for the Carson Nugget. You can come hang out. Everybody is welcome. And some of you have more disposable income because the Biden administration is scheduled Uh, According to Biden's announcement, uh, the White House announced yesterday he will be forgiving $10,000 worth of student loan debt. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did happen. That was the announcement. And um, listen, man, I mean, if you wanted like my top line thoughts, as like one of the bigger analysts would say here, they they always give you like a good crafty term to frame the discussion they're about to have uh, because these people went to like good colleges. They're educated. You know, I went to community college, okay? I majored in intro to Xbox. I talk in stunted sports metaphors. Ah, walks as good as a hit, you know what I mean? But if you wanted me to break it down very simply, student loan forgiveness, okay, and the reason so many people are against it, okay, first and foremost is a lie because forgiveness means the colleges don't want the money that you owe them anymore. No, no, they want their money. In fact, they will get paid with interest. You understand. So when you look at this from a strategic gambit, what it really reads to me as is Biden is in a situation right now where he's polling behind monkeypox. Okay, I don't know that I can verify that poll, but the point is he's in a really bad spot in terms of the polls and his overall support with voters under the age of 35 has actually fallen by 30 points since the election. Biden sucks. Okay, so you understand. When you're polling and is experiencing a precipitous drop with young voters, you realize then that student loan forgiveness, which, again, doesn't forgive the loans, does nothing to address the soaring cost of college. Okay, student loan forgiveness is actually low poll number forgiveness. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's what he's after in this moment. And it is. It's very much it reads. It's frustrating because it is typical Washington, D.C., in that you get to look like you're doing something about a problem but you're really just kicking the can down the road for another generation. This is politics as usual. Okay, according to the analysis from the Wharton School of Business, 
okay, 70% of the relief in student loan forgiveness will go to the top 60% of income earners, meaning the people who got these degrees, by and large, if they're using them, are making pretty good money. That's how colleges justify you going there and spending the cash that you do. The top 60% of income earners in this country are about to get a 10%, uh, excuse me, a $10,000 bailout from the people, again, who not only aren't in that income bracket, but didn't take out the loans to begin with. That's not right. Okay, so you understand, it's not like a legitimate bailout, okay, in terms of the loan just going away. The college didn't go like, we don't want the money. Now, the college wants the money, you understand. So what this essentially becomes is you, the taxpayer, are getting a bill in the mail from Applebee's for a meal you didn't even eat. They don't even have the decency to throw a couple of chicken fingers into the envelope. You know what I mean? Maybe a half-price appetizer, nothing, not even a mozzarella stick coming in the mail with this Applebee's bill for the meal you didn't eat, you understand. And when you realize, like a guy like me, listen, I, it doesn't even affect me. I don't have a dog in this fight. I went to Nassau Community College. I had to give a guy named Spider a bag of weed to get in. Seriously, Nassau Community. We're actually having our reunion this week at Rikers Island. But the point is, I still see the injustice here. And they're selling that injustice as an actual form of equity. They're saying, no, no, you know, it's so unfair to these college kids who are burdened with debt. So we've got we've to bail them out. Democrats are so full of crap. Because, again... If it's unfair to the people who took out the loans, honestly, how unfair is it to the people who didn't? I think he's got a point. That's the scam. So you ask yourself again and again and again, why is the Biden administration looking at parents who worked and sacrificed and skipped vacations and saved so their kids wouldn't have big debt? Why is he saying to those parents, hey, you? You know, why is he saying to the kids who took out extra jobs, worked extra shifts, did all kinds of resourceful things to pay for their college? Why is he saying to them, hey, because he's not worried about their vote. What he's worried about again and again and again is the fact that a year ago he was polling above 50 percent with young voters. Now he is literally polling. It's 21 percent with voters under 30, 21 percent. Like, he is within the margin of error with, like, ISIS. Like, it's bad. So you understand this is a scam. And the reason people are upset about it is not because we don't care about student loan debt. We actually do care. That's why we want you to address the problem, you dig. We want you to address the soaring cost of college. We want to address the fact that kids are being charged for degrees they're never going to use. That's the dig. You know, when I said earlier, you're getting the bill from Applebee's for a meal you didn't eat? That's a true story. And makes it even more infuriating because you're bailing out a waitress at Applebee's who's also a gender studies major and can't get a job, who majored in art history. Okay, that's the big knock. They're like, well, these colleges just need better job placement. No, no, they have them. If you major in art history, they will place you in a job at Starbucks. I admire your honesty. But I don't know how that pays off a $200,000 to $300,000 loan. So bottom line, it's not student loan forgiveness. It's bad poll number forgiveness. Let's dive right into it really quickly because I have some sound. Okay, here is Mark Goldwine, who, by the way, says this on CNN of all places. CNN is the worst. But give credit where credit is due because he's a Johns Hopkins professor and he spoke honestly to the issue and it is clip 14. That's sort of the catch 22 of this all. We could send everybody another round of checks to, to pay for their inflation costs, but that would actually make inflation worse. What we need to do now is get inflation under control. One of the easiest ways to do that is to ask people to start paying 
back the debt they already owe, to start making the principal payments that they're, they already agreed to. And by the way, while not, not everybody that has student debt is rich, disproportionately student debt is being held by people right. that have advanced degrees and pretty good income, and they can bear it a lot more um, you know, than everyday Americans that are seeing the cost of their gasoline and clothing go up. So essentially, when Biden says, oh, you know, we're just here looking out for the little guy. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Here's a little more Mark Goldwine, clip 15. The issue is that cancellation might reduce the racial, racial wealth gap between two rich doctors, a rich black doctor and a rich white doctor. But it actually widens the racial wealth gap overall because disproportionately people that hold student debt that went to college are white. And disproportionately people, the 87 percent of Americans that didn't go to college are disproportionately people of color. So this would actually widen the racial wealth gap overall. A more targeted approach would focus on fixing income-driven repayments, and more importantly, on getting college affordability in the first place. That means pushing colleges to accept more AP credits and transfers from community colleges, more no-frills degrees, get cutting out some of their administrative waste. That's what we really need to do is make college affordable, not send a $10,000 gift to people that already have, in many cases, advanced degrees. That's true. That is true. So you understand, it very much reads like a bailout for the upper income earner at the expense of the lower income earner. Worth pointing out that a week ago, when they announced they were adding 87,000 new IRS agents, and understand, it's not a straight 87,000. Some people are retiring and being replaced. Okay, there are people going into other aspects of the IRS. But when you read that they're adding 87,000 IRS agents, and then they assure you, Okay, that they're only doing it because they're on the little guy's side. Come on, don't bullshit me. Dana Perino was on The Five yesterday, uh, a show you will see me on this coming Monday. I'll be on this Monday. I'll be on again uh, on the Labor Day special. I'm basically like the, the, the plate they bring out when company's over. You know, like you can't you can't use those plates there for company. That's what I'm like the company when I'm on The Five. Uh, basically, they bring me on to make everybody else look smarter. Uh, but Dana uh, talked about, you know, the PR gambit and that Biden is hoping this is going to, you know, convince the electorate who has him at about 33 percent that, oh, actually, it's worth supporting this guy. Not even close. Here it is. Clip 16. We knew that this was coming because the, the president kept kicking the can down the road. Even he has said this is just for politics. So last January, everybody is saying this is a bad idea, except for the people who are saying, no, really, Come with us. Come over to the farther left side, and that will make a big deal. We'll make a big deal out of it. They're basically writing off the middle class and the blue collar workers. This is an illegal move. It is unethical. It is immoral, and they're not going to get the political payoff that they're looking for. They're not going to get the PR spin. They're just going to go through all the policy pain, and they're not going to satisfy the left, and they're not going to satisfy anybody on the right. Studio audience standing and cheering Dana Perino, all of them towering over her by at least a foot, by the way. Uh, she's not playing on the front line of any ball teams anytime soon, but God love Dana Perino. You know what else they're not, they're not getting, these students? They're not getting, they're not learning, they're not learning personal responsibility. Okay, and it's a big issue in today's society in that they're selling so much government dependency because if you depend on the government, okay, you ultimately have to vote for the people supplying you with your dependence. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. I'm telling you, that guy is a future. The thing is, you have to understand this again and again and again. The way life works, no matter how many little weird slogans come your way, well, defund the police. It's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. There's no world 
where you're going to be safer with less cops and more criminals. Okay, and if you don't believe me, walk two blocks in New York City right now. Honestly, my cousins were going to come here this weekend. They decided to go someplace safer, like Ukraine. Okay, but the bottom line is, again, all these slogans come and go, all these political cycles come and go, no matter who's in office, no matter where the battle for power takes us, you, you are going to be responsible for like 99.9% of your prosperity or lack thereof in this world. I'm saying that to you as someone who like literally had to fight to get here. I was driving a taxi in New York City, and I do mean fight. Whether you're fighting traffic or you're fighting time travelers or hobbits, people from other planets, God, you don't want to know the things I've seen in old 2G34, my yellow cab. Uh, but even out there on the streets, I can tell you that that, you know, Willingness to get out of bed and fight that fight and hold myself responsible for the decisions I made is how I wound up sitting here talking to a few million people on the biggest media platform in the world. The government can't teach you self-reliance. And when the government takes away your responsibility, okay, your desire to learn self-reliance, your drive, your ambition goes right there away with it. So when they're pitching you things like, ah, this is about equity, this is about giving people a fair shake, no one, I mean no one, is actually getting that fair shake in this moment, okay? And they're doing it in the name of what? Like a poll bounce? Ah, I guess the young kids will vote for us now because we forgave $10,000 worth of debt. But you understand, based on the interest we're paying on these loans, the projection from the Wharton School of Business is that within four years, the amount of outstanding college debt in this country will be the same as it is right now. So this isn't actually fixing anything, okay, in terms of the problem. It's not holding the colleges accountable. It's not holding the kids accountable for the decisions they might have made. Understand, I am here because I was held accountable for a lot of, you know, (laughs) a lot of bad decisions that seemed like good decisions at the time. When I was 25 and I was like, yeah, let's invest all of our money in blackjack and strippers. Hubba, hubba. It was a great time. Okay, until the old city card came in the mail. The old statement came in the mail the next day after that night of strippers and blackjack. And so understand, okay, Joe Biden may be telling you, oh, I'm just doing this to help you. I'm just doing this to give society a fair shake. Added to the list of six million three hundred and twenty two thousand four hundred and ninety one of Joe Biden's lies. White House girls sent Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made some he tried I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. 
Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon right here in New York City. Ike, meanwhile, out in the LOZ, the Lake of the Ozarks, where I just returned from alive against all odds after a rowdy Friday night stand-up show. Yo, Ike! Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? My man. Uh, I'm well. I think I've sobered up from our hangout. (laughs) Hey, thanks for coming down to the lake. I hope you enjoyed yourself and saw something a little bit different in in this country of ours. (laughs) I I did. I loved it. Honestly, the food was great. The people were great. But as I was saying, it was exactly the way it was sold to me. They're like, everyone's going to be so belligerently drunk, but you're going to love it. And that's exactly what everybody was. So take a bow. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, so, well, we're glad you came down, and uh, again, I hope you like the lake and and uh, tell some other people. You'll you'll understand this. Just a few minutes ago, I saw a yellow Ferrari pass a like '89 Chevy Cavalier. So uh, <laughs> that's that's Lake of the Ozarks, right? It's the be- It's the best thing. It's the closest thing to a living casino. You know, you can go to a casino, see a guy in like a thirty thousand dollar tux sitting next to a guy in a cut off hockey jersey. That is the Lake of the Ozarks in a nutshell. That should be your brochure. The, like you said, the Lamborghini and the 81 Gremlin. I'm with you. <laughs> right. So, uh, very good. So, on to, uh, you know, the student debt stuff. Uh, first of all, they shouldn't be forgiving it. But real, the, really, the very first thing is the federal government shouldn't have anything to do with student loans, uh, higher education, lower education, middle education. The Department of Ed- Element or the Department of Education shouldn't exist. Here's where all of these, why we have all of these different problems, why we are in such debt, uh, why we have so many people angry uh, of one nature or another, because the government is in, the federal government has involved themselves in so many things in our lives that now we almost can't do anything or think we can't do anything without them, and they kind of like it that way, uh, and and that's why we're in the the real conundrum that we are in. In this country, I believe. And unfortunately, an awful lot of people, and certainly the states themselves, the state leadership, have asked the federal government to involve themselves in so many of these things yep. that I don't know if we're going to be able to get out of it. Well, listen, we're going to do our best to try, but you nailed it. You hit the nail right on the head. So at least you've sobered up from our get-together. Way to go, Ike. Uh, but that's the great Ike. Brilliant analysis. Bottom line, taxes are going to keep on going up because they sold dependency. Thanks, big government weenuses. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. We'll get back into the calls, 888-788-9910. Steve is down in Hagerstown, Maryland. Yo, Steve. 
Hey, Jimmy, how you doing, man? From one big calorically challenged man to another. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're hanging in there, but we're always going to be taller than Gutfeld, no matter how big we get. Oh, dude, I have Gutfeld by, like, seriously, by, like, two feet. But let me ask you a question. I'm checking in, like, at a legit 240. What's a guy like you okay. rocking? What are you rocking? I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, 268 pounds. I'm 71 years old, and I graduated from high school at 150. Stop. So, <laughs> so you've really lived a disciplined life. I, I, I can respect well, that. Well, this is what happens when you get psychotropic meds. This yeah. is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 71. You have youth in your voice, dude. Well, uh, you know, uh, that's one place I still have youth, you know. Thank God for that. But, but for yeah, real, though, yeah. most like you still have hope and optimism. Dude, I'm like 45 and I don't have hope in my voice. Good for you, man. Well, if you want to get those meds, you'll, you can gain some weight, <laughs> but you'll have hope and optimism. Steve is yeah. on the line from the pharmaceutical company trying to, push, trying to move some product. Um, what do you think, student loans? Are we doing this right? Doing it wrong. Well, here's the thing that nobody has mentioned. Maybe I'm sure you've thought of because you think of everything before anybody else does. But you know, you think about 100. Was it 100? What did they say that the um, limit was on the income? 150,000, 120,000. Yeah, it's about a buck fifty. Well, if you think about it, what occupation are you required to get your master's degree in in a certain amount of time? Mm-hmm. A teacher. Yeah. So, is anybody afraid to actually throw it out there that since most of the debt? is with people with advanced degrees that they might very well be talking about a lot of teachers, mm-hmm. which is a sore subject to mention in, in any domain, yeah. you know? And it's difficult for um, them because they're very reliant on teachers' unions and stuff like that. But are you, based, but are you reading this? I mean, ahead. I went to junior college two mm-hmm. years. I went to a private Catholic college for two years, and I got my master's degree. Mm-hmm. And I had a liberal arts degree, so that tells you how smart I am. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, you have a debt, you have an obligation, you know, that, that's a requirement. Nobody ever said, you know, that the debt was going to be forgiven. Nobody ever said that they were just going to erase the slate. Yeah. And I really think that they're, they're really kind of screwing over more people and probably losing more, more votes than they really think they are. Yeah, you know what, that's kind of a lot of people. No, no, it's kind of what Dana Perino was saying, because in theory, most people, again, you, they're framing this as a political issue, but you just look at it as a human being issue. If you have a mortgage not being forgiven, you know, you have an auto loan, it's not being forgiven. OK, this isn't how the world is going to work. And we're just literally issuing a one time carve out because the president has low poll numbers uh, with young voters who carry and swing elections, you know. And I think most people examining this from a common sense standpoint that realize it's undermining people's self-reliance and everything in between, not to mention screwing over people who paid loans. Like, I think this thing would work is if everybody uh, who fell into this bracket was getting 10000 and everyone who could prove that they paid off a loan was getting 10000 Like, if this was fair, you could actually sell this to people because everybody likes free money. But it's not free money for anybody, and it is screwing over a large swath of voters. So I think you're on to this. I feel like Biden should have called Hagerstown, Maryland, before he called whoever he called. Well, I think he's been through here a couple times because you have to go through here sometimes to get to to get to uh, Camp David. But he's very so infrequently at Camp David. Yeah. That uh, you know, I don't think the higher altitude would do his brain any good anyhow. Being up there in the mountains. Well, you're talking so, about you're talking about meds. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got some of those hunter meds. Those are probably a good time too. Uh, Steve, here's the thing, man. Okay, I think that 
we're getting to this place in the country, like inflation soaring and, you know, the border and fentanyl and gas and everything, where politics are starting to, like, dissipate a little bit. And we're just starting. We don't have the luxury of being like, I hate you, you're a Democrat. I hate you, you're a Republican. The problems are getting, like, substantial enough now that we are starting to, you know, kind of process them from a substantive place. And I think that like the guys like you voicing the opinions that you're voicing are a very bad indicator for Democrats and that you can't just sell pretend empathy because somebody gets the bill for the pretend empathy. So I do think this is going to become a liability in the midterms. I think you and Dana Perino are spot on. I know you took a shot at Gutfeld, but I think it's another five foot one person that you're actually lined up with here. Well, actually, if you take a shot at Gutfeld, you're going to miss most of the time unless you can aim down. You have to aim directly <laughs> oh, down. Uh, I am on his show again next Thursday as of now, but that was before this phone call. So I'm going to let you go before I get yeah. canceled. Uh, Steve, I, you, I like yeah. the fact that you've got Liberace's old wardrobe. I think it's great that it was recycled <laughs> and that you're the benefactor. Listen, say what you want about estate sales, but good things can happen if you're willing to go. That's exactly right, man. <laughs> great call, Steve. I'll see you soon. Uh, Steve is right there in Camp Perino with Dana. That's what Dana said. It's not going to help them in the midterms. You see, we, we used to be at a place, okay, and this is not me running the Donald Trump radio defense fund, but when Trump was the president, we didn't have a 40-year high in inflation, okay? Gas was still $1.20 lower than it is right now. We also didn't have a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths, and we didn't have border uh, illegal border encounters surging to an all-time high. I point that out not to, like, validate Trump. Okay, I'm not an activist. I'm just a talk show host. I don't care who you vote for. Like, I shouldn't be in charge of our democracy. I lock my keys in the car twice a year. You can't have me in charge of the country. I'm not asking for that. But the point is, when Trump was in office, we had the luxury of focusing on a lot of superficial things. Oh, my God, what did he tweet today? You know? Does what someone tweets have any effect whatsoever on your ability to pay your bills? The answer would be no. Like, does it have any effect on your kids getting an education, staying safe from drugs? The answer would be no. No, nothing like that. Okay, right now we're looking at a 35-year high in murders nationally. Okay, juxtaposed against someone insulting someone on Twitter, it doesn't really seem so consequential. Yes, I get it. Trump got up to pee at 3 in the morning and called Rosie O'Donnell a land whale. Okay, not ideal decorum. Okay, it's not. But you understand we were focusing on that stuff because we didn't have any of this stuff to deal with. Okay, now when you go to the gas pump and the guy's like, do you want to pay for this with cash or do you want to do a sexual favor for me behind the gas station? Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is when you're dealing with those types of propositions in life where things have gotten that dire, people kind of distance themselves from the political battle lines. And I think that's what Biden is missing is they're selling this as, well, it's going to piss off the Republicans so the Democrats will rally to my side. But I don't actually think it's going to work that way, no matter what they tell you on CNN tonight. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. I mean, one of the reasons you hear like CNN's new president, Chris Licht, is letting go of people like Brian Stelter, aside from the fact that he's being outrated by the Yule Log, is because the country is in a place of real gravity right now. It's not in a superficial place. It's in a substantive place that people can feel. And when these issues, okay, become issues of common sense and one side isn't embracing or acknowledging it, they're just selling you emotion. Oh, again, it's about equity. It's about, you know, the pay gap and everything in between. And, you know, all that stuff sounds nice and it packages well on social media. But again, does it help anybody pay a bill? The answer would be no. No, and people are having a hard time with that. We're living at a time where 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 
That's why me and Kennedy, if you watched me on Kennedy last night, we were just trashing this Meghan Markle podcast. Because Meghan Markle is uh, just launched a podcast, and it's all about how you know women are being held back in America. They're being held back. And to prove her point, she's interviewing uh, Serena Williams, a woman worth over $100 million. And this week it's Mariah Carey, a woman who's worth over a half a billion dollars, to prove that women are being held back. Yo, women aren't being held back in this country, okay? We have a vice president who's so dumb she studied for a COVID test. Women can do anything in this country, okay? The only people putting them into those boxes are rich, elite women trying to sell victimhood. OK, but again, people aren't buying fake victimhood. Reason being is they don't have money to buy their real goods. I agree with that. Paul is in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yo, Paul. What's up, Paul? Hello. Hey, man, how you living? Hey. I'm doing good, thanks. Hey, look, I wanted to first off say I enjoy your show. I really do. Uh, I enjoy you and Gutfeld. It's really fun. Thanks, dude. To watch you guys go at each other. Um, the second thing I want to bring up is I have student loan debt. I mean, mine's pretty low compared to most people, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on my own since I was young, and uh, that's the only way I was able to go to college. Okay. But the point I want to make is that I want to pay mine back. I don't want to get it forgiven. I don't want to do whatever. My wife, she, we paid hers back. I want to pay mine back. That's how I want to go. No one else should pretty much pay for, for what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is, if people do get this loan forgiveness, they need to pretty much get it to 99C. Yeah. They need to get that. They need to get that. Um, pay taxes on it. It's mm-hmm. it's a forgiveness. It's that's what it is. It's it's a um, delect, uh, debt collection. Mm-hmm. The second thing is um, that businesses actually under the uh, uh, the CARES Act, they actually were allowed to if they pay directly to their student loan. Uh, their employees' student loan, they can get their net income reduced. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't know how many people, how many employees people would have, or whatever the case may be, but they would also be able to uh, deduct up to tax-free for the employee and the employer, fifty-two hundred dollars towards their student loan under the uh, Consolidated Appropriations Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that was only supposed to be up to 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. However, they extended, it to, they extended it to December 31st, 2025. Yep. So it'll benefit the business, benefit the employee, um, as well as there's no forgiveness part of it. There's no the government paying for mine. It's, it's through my employer. Yeah. Well, so. listen, anybody is on board with, um, you know, something that would address the soaring cost of college or, yes, something that you referred to earlier, which is accountability for people who took out loans. You know, I can tell you that my wife's father, you know, when he got married, my father-in-law, they had a dairy farm and they had a drought in the summer of 80 out in Ohio. 80, it was 81 and uh, wiped out everything. And he could have taken some type of government bailout, but had the same pride you're referring to and that he wanted to be responsible for his commitments. And as crazy as it sounds, now the guy's doing really well in life because I feel like fighting that ground war is actually what rounds you out as a person and makes you accountable in the other areas that will determine your success or failure in this world. So that's my biggest argument is you've articulated this on a mathematical level that I, with my community college brain, can't even half comprehend. But I think everybody can get the importance of self-reliance and the fact that we're outsourcing self-reliance I think is the biggest drawback what do you think of that no I agree I think that everyone needs to be be held accountable for their for their for their decisions they've made personally yeah I think that whether or not it's by budgeting or whatever the case may be everyone needs to be held accountable they don't just sit there and need to have consistent bailouts 
Yep. you know, back and forth. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot of what the problem is. And I think a lot of people are watching this play out and they just see it as like they're trying to buy votes. Uh, but, Paul, honestly, great call, except for the part about you liking Gutfeld. But other than that, I thought it was great. Thanks, man. Be well, buddy. There he goes. The great Paul in Lake Charles, Louisiana, who, again, when he's talking about deductions and working this through your employer, I have seen, okay, when I met Jenny, she still had student, uh, she still had her student loan debt. Okay. My brother Mike had Fannie, you know, Fannie Mae loans, Freddie Mac, whatever the hell it was back then. And uh, I have seen the burden this can constitute on somebody's life. I am aware of it. Okay. I have had a lot of man-made burdens on my own life with, you know, dumb decisions I made and stuff like that. But again, the reason I keep coming back to this, you know, accountability factor is because, yes, it's a danger to society to take self-reliance away from people, but the bigger accountability factor everybody's missing is for colleges. Colleges are overcharging people to the moon for jobs they're not even going to use. And when the government starts paying back loans on the taxpayer dime, the colleges now have permission to charge even more. Okay, When the government gets involved in a market and says, we're going to forgive things, we're going to buy things out, we're going to subsidize your situation, Okay. ultimately, that gives the people in that marketplace the right to raise the rates. And if you don't believe me, look at what's happened to health care costs since they passed Obamacare. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But understand, okay, coercing people into buying a product, whether they want it or not, will only raise the cost of that product because now you've got consumers. Again, if I passed a bill tonight that said everybody in the country had to buy pizza on Tuesdays, guess what they're doing at Domino's tomorrow? They're raising the price of pizza every single Tuesday. Correct the mundo. Because you've got to buy it, or I'm hitting you with a fine. I mean, it's, I'm oversimplifying this. I know there's a little more nuance to what we're discussing, but the fact remains, anybody who tells you student loan forgiveness is uh, you know, good for you uh, is completely full of Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to rifle through a few more calls because we got a big guest day coming up. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen's going to be here. He just won his Senate runoff down in Oklahoma. He'll weigh in on everything we've discussed. And Daniel Turner, oh my goodness gracious, uh, founder and executive director of Power the Future, uh, has something to say about Jennifer Granholm's energy policy. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I mean it. I might get Daniel Turner to drive an F bomb, drop an F bomb on live radio in the next hour. So please stick around. But right now, batting lead off uh, at the end of this hour, uh, my man Robert is in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yo, Robert. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing? My man, it's, it's it's under control. I'm holding it together. The drugs are working today. Oh, great. <laughs> I just took mine, too. Not a boy. Anyway, I, <laughs> I was thinking about that loan forgiveness is really a type of bribery for votes. Yep. For it, the younger uh, generation, I guess. That's what it what looks is like. What is it, 20, 25 to 35 or so? Yeah, well, the big thing is to, he's he's down 30 points with voters under the age of 35. So this will be popular yeah. with them. He's hoping they'll turn out to vote. But I don't think they will. I mean, if I was 35 and you handed me back 10000 I'm not going to vote. I'm going out. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. 
Particularly when your major is gender studies. <laughs> You're going out living it up. No, you get it. And this is the part he's losing is you're a reasonable guy. You're not taking you're not like opposing this because a Democrat is passing it. You're opposing it because, you know, it's inherently wrong. And that's where they're yeah. losing here because they're catering to the fringe. But most Americans aren't on the fringe. They're somewhere in the reasonable middle ground. Yeah, that's right. The uh, another way of getting your loan uh, paid mm -hmm. is to join the military. Remember that. Uh, remember, I remember that. That's a good <laughs> good thing to do. Yep. Plus, they get give you college uh, ability after you're through with that too. So, mm -hmm. I have relatives that are getting their student loan forgiven by being in the military. So listen, smart. And you know what? Uh, love of country, serving something bigger than yourself. There are so yeah. many apt and necessary you know, lessons and wisdom in what you're saying. I will leave you with this, Robert. I don't know which drugs you took, but stick with them. Very sharp call today. <laughs> Be well, buddy. Thank you. There he goes, the great Robert. Brady, listening out in Reno, Nevada on KKFT. Brady, I'm heading your way this weekend. That's right, Carson City, right? Yeah, man, right down the road. You might see me at a pawn shop Saturday morning. Oh, make Torino. I, I don't go that deep, and, and you know, that's that's a big drive for me. Yeah, right, stuff there. I'm not insulted. Uh, tell me really quick. we got a minute. I want to hear your wife's story. All right. So my wife is uh, from originally from Hawaii, whole family, mm -hmm. first one in her family to, to, to go to college. Okay. Uh, got some – went to a great school. I think they gave her – some scholarship money and some stuff like that, but she made it through UC Davis with her undergrad, okay. uh, animal science, mm -hmm. and really came out with almost no debt, maybe mm -hmm. six or seven grand and, and, and student loan debt or something like that, which uh -huh. she's taken care of. But then when she went into vet school, mm -hmm. cost her about tuition was about 50 grand Sheesh. a year for tuition only. So that's four years. Uh -huh. That's 200 grand. Mm -hmm. And so she has roughly $200,000 in debt that she's been paying off since mm -hmm. she's been out yep she's been out about five years she owns her own vet practice now and but she originally mm -hmm. she originally got into uh i don't want to lose uh, you because i'm going to break but the point is right, well, she's I'm doing the work and she's doing it right and you should be proud of that brady live from everywhere usa it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. oh you bet it is we are fired up on a Wednesday for a big hour, a plus-sized hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Got a lot going on in this hour. Daniel Turner, he is the founder and executive director of Power the Future, and he is none too pleased with the Biden administration's push for more green energy at the very moment our economy is cratering. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Always good to have Turner on, because we never know when he's going to drop a, an F-bomb on live radio. we got to be hovering over the dump button, and uh, for good reason. Uh, people who have been following this green energy charade are losing it. They're, I don't know who's you know more worked up in this moment. Like, you know, we have Tom Homan on. He was the former acting ice director. And I always talk about how Tom Homan's going to shoot his TV one of these days. He's going to pull an Elvis and just shoot the TV watching all these Biden, you know, border blunders. Well, I put the climate guys right there with him because people who understand fossil fuels and the impact they have on our lives understand that there is no world. 
not even a little one, not even a tidy one, not even a fraction of one, where we can have any of the things we enjoy in our everyday lives without fossil fuels. I think he's got a point. It's a damn good point. And even when we talk about this transition to green energy, understand, oh, you got to buy an electric car. Would you buy an electric car? All right, fine, I buy an electric car. What powers the car? Is it the wind that powers the car? The answer would be no. Is it, I don't, solar energy powers the car? The answer would be no. Oh, my electric car is powered by coal. Oh, wow. It's the biggest scam known to man, never mind that it's a monstrous economic sellout to China. We're going to get into that with Daniel Turner. It's, of course, not the only scam on the radar right now. The president going to forgive $10,000 in student loans at the expense of the taxpayers. Thanks, big government weenuses. Never mind that according to analysis from the J.P. Wharton School of Business, the beneficiaries of student loan forgiveness 70% of the forgiveness, 70%, they're selling this to you as, you know, we got to bail out the little guy. That's what AOC said. AOC is a dope. But they're telling you, you know, we got to bail out the little guy. Student loan forgiveness. 70% of the recipients of student loan forgiveness, 70% of the recipients will have their loans forgiven are the upper 70% of income earners in this country. That's not right. Not even a little bit right. Do you understand? Okay, student loan forgiveness. I said this on yesterday's show. I've said this quite a bit. Okay, you are essentially handing the taxpayer a bill for a meal they didn't eat. Imagine you come home from work today. You get a bill in the mail from Applebee's. And they're like, hey, you owe us 98 bucks. You're like, what do you mean? I didn't even go to Applebee's. But that's how it's going to work. You're getting the bill for a meal you didn't even eat at Applebee's, and they're not even going to have the decency to throw some chicken fingers into the envelope. And making all of it worse, as I said yesterday, even more infuriating, is the fact that you're bailing out some Yahoo who got a degree in gender studies who is now working at the very Applebee's that is charging you for your food. This is politics as usual. It's all it is is politics. They're trying to buy votes at the expense of the taxpayer. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. And remember this, okay? Remember this. A week ago, a week ago, Joe Biden was on TV saying, yeah, we're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. But don't worry. They're not going to target the little guy. We'd we'd never bring in the IRS to make tax life harder on the little guy. Don't even take me, you know, at my word. I'm Joe Biden. I'm Scranton Joe. I'm looking out for the little guy. Stop lying to us. That's right. He is so invested in the plight of the little guy that he's making the little guy pay the taxes that'll pay off the big guy's loans. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, he doesn't. The president is living so far past the death of shame. We're living in the death of shame. People don't feel shame anymore. And they don't think it's really fascinating to me, but they don't listen to themselves like Joe Biden campaigns as if it's 1981, where whatever he's saying today won't be remembered tomorrow because there's no like videotape. Like no one's going to record it. No one's going to tweet it. No one's going to post a video. Think about it. A week ago, we were on the air and we were talking about what the expansion of the IRS. We're like, well, guys. They're adding 87,000 new IRS agents. This could be a problem. No, no. We were told it's not a problem. Come on. We're just going after the rich. 
Never mind the class warfare implied here that the rich must be cheating, that there's no other way to get rich in this country without cheating. That's the implication here. But getting past the class warfare of it all, if you look at the sheer mathematics, the Congressional Budget Office, the Joint Committee on Taxation, they decreed that over $20 billion, $20 billion worth of revenue for this Inflation Reduction Act, never mind that it doesn't reduce inflation, but over $20 billion of the taxes raised to pay for this bill are going to come from the poor and the middle class. This is total crap. Think about that. Now, don't worry, guys. We're not going to hurt you. We're not expanding the IRS to go after the poor and the middle class. You know, give or take $20 billion. But again, that was a week before this. So how hard are they really going to go after the poor and the middle class? The point is, I don't know, but they don't care. They don't care. Nothing more illustrative, nothing highlights the fact that they don't care and that they are as out of touch with your reality uh, as anything we've ever seen in this lifetime than your energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm. I played you one of her clips Monday. We discussed it on America's Newsroom. If you missed it, it's on the Fox Across America's Facebook page. Oh, believe me, people, I'm plugging everything today. We are two days away from hitting the Carson Nugget out in Carson, Nevada. Tickets still available for the 9.30 show Friday and Saturday. You can get those tickets at ccnugget.com. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. Not dumb, I'm smart. I'm promoting my show. But, yeah, I don't mind taking a little heat for it. It's been a shameless sandwich boarding. But let's face it, you guys need to laugh. You got people in Washington that don't care about you. I'm trying to lower the thermostat. I'm trying to be a force multiplier of positive energy. And, yeah, okay, I am trying to, you know, make sure I have some buddies there to bail me out if I get into a little trouble at the blackjack table because the person who's not going to bail any of us out is Jennifer Granholm. So this is the comment. Okay, that she made earlier in the week. And I got nuts about it because it's not a serious solution. It's not a it's a fake solution to a real problem for a lot of Americans. What did Jennifer Granholm say? She was asked how, you know, what do you say to these people that are having a hard time paying their bills? They can't afford all this green energy stuff. What do you say to them and understand? Okay, Jennifer Granholm's suggestion here is not a real solution. Let me give you the clip, and we'll go from there. It's clip 17. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? If you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. It's a significant incentive. Why'd she do that, Jim? Because she's a clown. Do you understand what we're talking about? What do you say to the families who can't afford this stuff? So what she says to the families who can't afford their electric bills that are worried about expenses, food spiking at a 30 percent level, gas still a dollar ten ahead of where it was when Biden took office. Biden sucks. OK, what she says to them is, well, you should go buy a twenty five thousand dollar solar panels for your house in exchange for a 30 percent tax credit. Yo, you know who says that about you? You know who says that about you? Somebody who doesn't care. Bingo. Okay. If you don't have $300 for your electric bill, you don't have $25,000 for solar panels. Even if you're getting a 30% tax credit, the point is you're still laying out 25000 
dollars. This is not a real solution. However, it is a real problem. And that's the frustration so many people have. Okay, but just a day after getting in trouble for saying that, this is what we're going to be talking to Daniel Turner about. Your Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm comes out and warns that, well, you know, gas prices are going to rise if China ends its lockdown. You understand China is not open for business right now. They have another COVID lockdown in place. We're not talking about it on this side of the world, but this is what happens in real authoritarian communist governments like China. China, who manufactured this virus in a lab with the help of guys like Dr. Fauci, who were chipping in for gain-of-function research and then lying about it to Congress. He should be behind bars! But China is locking down entire provinces and telling people nobody can go to work. Now, China, with one of the biggest populations in the world, naturally is a major market for gasoline. With them not on the road, gasoline is obviously going down at the moment. But you don't hear about that from the Biden administration. They want you to believe, well, it was Putin's price hike, but it was Biden who lowered the price. Come on, don't bullshit me. No, the price of gas is actually only technically going down right now because we're entering a recession. The demand's a little bit lower here, but you've literally got billions of people in China who aren't driving their cars right now. When you talk about the laws of supply and demand, Okay, the supply is now finally higher than the demand because they took a few billion people in China off the road. You don't even hear that anywhere, anywhere. Okay, but this is the real discussion. This is what we do on this show. So you understand if Xi Jinping is just like, fine, you guys can all go back outside. Okay, your gas prices go right back through the roof. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. I don't even think he cares that he's in trouble because they're just going to keep pushing their agenda. And that's the biggest frustration in this moment. Okay, they keep telling you again and again, oh, Scranton Joe, all the Democrats, we're here to look out for the little guy. That's what we do. We're the party of the little guy. The Trump tax cuts, that was a sellout to the rich. Come on, man. Never mind that the real Congressional Budget Office and the Joint Committee on Taxation will tell you the Trump tax cuts are responsible for the first period in three decades in which the lowest 30 percent of income earners accumulated wealth at a higher rate than the wealthiest 30% of income earners. Over 80% of taxpaying Americans got a tax cut because of the Trump tax cuts. Now, the Democrats labeled it as a sellout to the rich because that's what they do. Their emotions are their facts. They're low-information voters who are sold a steady diet of self-righteousness, of moral superiority. We know better than these Trump idiots who are just hooking up the rich again and again and again. Yo, the rich with really the only people who got a tax increase under Donald Trump. Why? Because they eliminated SALT deductions. What SALT deductions are, are state and local taxes. They were allowing people to write off their property taxes, okay, above $10,000 a year. What the SALT uh, deduction changed was now, under Donald Trump, if your property taxes were $40,000, $80,000, $100,000, you could only write off the first $10,000. Thousand. Now, as you would imagine, people that are paying twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in property taxes are rich. So, when you take that deduction away from them, who does it actually affect negatively? The rich. The Trump tax cuts took a little bit from the rich. They also liberated the poor. Now, the Trump tax cuts did also help the job-creating rich in this country. 
by lowering the corporate tax rate, something that benefits every single American. They try to call it trickle-down economics. It's trickle-down economics, Joe Biden would say. Why? Because that, again, makes his low-information base constantly seeking moral superiority and more self-righteousness. That gives them the right to say, oh, yeah, they'll trickle down. It's, they hook it up the rich, and they think it'll get down to the poor. It's never going to get down to the poor. No, 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 no. All Donald Trump did, okay, and this is all any Republican ever promises to do, but few rarely follow through on the promise, is they got the government out of the way. Why did they do that? Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. You want another famous quote from Ronald Reagan? which will really blow your mind, but this is something he also said back in the early 80s. Hundreds of dollars have been added to the cost of an automobile putting gadgets on it to to clear up the air. We're the only country in the world that set out to do it that way. (laughs) That was back in the 80s. Hundreds of dollars are being placed onto the price of a car because of the environment. We're the only country doing it that way. Now, sadly, other countries have now followed suit. Okay, and it's now thousands of dollars, not only tacked onto the car, but the cost of the gas you fuel it with, okay? But in this moment, they don't care. The pain is the point. If you get mad enough, you'll go along with their need for electric energy, which is bad news for you, but great news for China. It's the rock band that's being forced on the public. Joe Biden presents The Electric Cars. Charge all night, drive all day. The government won't let you have a say. Charge it up. Charge it up. An album that will leave you feeling totally plugged in. She won't start again. And I have to call the Tesla guy. I'm gonna She won't start again. The electric cars. Sure, they're way too expensive. But pretending to save the world is never cheap. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the american public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness oh another great moment in presidential history uh the president's decision to forgive student loans i gotta be honest with you that's stupid use your common sense yo what does this say to people who worked two jobs to pay their loans do you want to know what it says to them it says hey you what does it say to parents who skipped a vacation skipped going out to eat so they could get ahead and pay their kids student loans what does it say to them it says hey you okay that's what it says and you know what it says to the people getting these loans in return hey man just keep voting democrat that's all we need you to do just keep voting democrat i admire your honesty because that's who benefits here 
okay, the upper 70% of income earners are getting $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. That's what's going on. And the people paying for it are the taxpayers. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. It's like a dueling piano of economic injustice this hour. Seriously. Like Daniel Turner, my, I might get him to curse on the air. You got to stick around. He's coming up next. He's a guy that pays attention to all of this. Between you and me, I might jit him up just for your own entertainment pleasure if you want me to. Because the stuff they are pulling in Washington, like I mean it. It's, they want you to be mad. Like I don't even know how else to explain it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to buy an electric car. You gotta pay $5 for gas. Don't worry if all the infrastructure money is, is, is produced in China and it decimates our economic base. Don't worry about it. We got your back. And oh, by the way, while you're paying that $5 a gallon, could you put an extra buck aside because you're bailing out some rich gender studies major for going to college and being told there's no biological difference between a man and a woman? Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. It's insane. Okay. And now you're getting the bill for it. Daniel Turner's going to be fun. They're playing My Michelle by Guns N' Roses. But the more apropos song might actually be They're Out to Get Me. Between the 87,000 new IRS agents, the student loan forgiveness, the urge to go buy solar panels. Folks, I told you to stick around for this interview because this next guest might drop an F-bomb on live radio, if nothing else. We love him. But the entertainment potential here off the charts. Founder and executive director of Daniel Turner is in the house. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? I will watch my language, Jimmy. I swear. I, I don't want to have you get any FCC violation. We don't need to be on Biden government radar for any purposes. Radio <laughs> cursing, tax evasion, not recycling a can. You just want to avoid any problems. <laughs> it's so bad. Yo, it's so bad. But let me ask you this before we get into the climate stuff, because I'm all hopped up about Jennifer Granholm, as I know you are. But even student yeah. loan forgiveness, man, like this is economic injustice. There's no other way to describe this. The taxpayers paying out the rich guy, paying off the rich guy's student loan. Yeah, exactly. And even even the term itself, forgiveness, mm -hmm. gives the impression that some sort of sin has been committed. So mm -hmm. if there's a wrongdoing, right, I can only forgive you if you have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. So the students have to admit they did something wrong. They shouldn't have become modern dance majors at Vassar, <laughs> right? They shouldn't have they shouldn't have gone to college for a BS degree. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the school shouldn't have charged the money that they did. Mm -hmm. But why am I the one getting screwed? Quite frankly, and I am very proud of this, Jimmy, because I'm proud of the organization I built. I'm proud of the work I do. God has been good. I've worked very hard at it. But I'm proud of the fact that I don't have a college degree because I think it's absolutely useless in today's America in certain fields. And what I do for a living, mm -hmm. it is not required. You know, if I was going to be a doctor, I would mm -hmm. speak differently. But I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt mm -hmm. because I, I chose a different path and I've been successful at it. So why the hell do I have to pay for some idiot who literally has a, a poetry degree from Brown? <laughs> no, That's I, not my fault. Let me defend Brown for one second because they do have a, <laughs> they, for one second, they have a good job placement program for that poetry major is now working at Starbucks. So don't make it sound like 
there's no job placement. You will get some barista work with that poetry major or that art history degree. Can I build on your point, though, about not having a degree? And we'll laugh about this. Okay. Please. I went to, as you know, community college and majored in like intro to Xbox. I did nothing. I was drinking and hanging out. But I mentioned this. Why? Because as I sit here broadcasting to millions of people, back in May, uh, a local school, I won't name names, that charges $50,000 a semester brought me in to speak to their broadcast journalism majors about how to get a wow. job in uh, radio and television. And uh, I wanted to say, I want to like, well, let's start by walking across the street to the community college where you'll save all your money. And they were like, wow, Jimmy, would you look at the time? <laughs> Thanks for yeah. stopping by. But that's the racket. And this does nothing to address the problem, which is the insane cost of tuition. It is. And, and we've, you know, we, we've, we've ramped up the, the college participation levels to crazy degrees. Everyone from President Bush to President Obama they very heavily pushed college. Everyone has to go to college. Everyone should go to college. Um, and so quite frankly, there are a lot of college graduates now these days. Now, it's still a small percentage of America. I think it's only 37 percent mm-hmm. of America have a college degree. But they're more than ever before. And maybe the market doesn't need that many people with college degrees. Maybe if you want to be in broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. what you do need is some good community college made, uh, credits. So you, you have a little bit of knowledge. But what you really need is to get your hands dirty. And that's what exactly what you did. Yep. Right. And that's what I did in the political space. And Lord knows, 25 years ago, I was setting up folding tables and blowing up balloons, and that was not grand, but, but that's how you kind of get started in the world that I work in. Um, so I think that we've flooded the market with too many people who have these useless degrees, and then quite frankly, Obama really gave us the shaft. He's the one who should be on trial right now because they took over the student loan industry to pay for Obamacare. So you can't get private loans for bank for, for college anymore. They're all government loans, and what happened as a result of government subsidizing it? Prices went through the roof. It's the same to tie it to our wonderful energy industry, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It's the same as Biden announcing in the Inflation Reduction Act that he's going to extend the tax credits for an electric vehicle. And the next day, Ford raised the price of their electric vehicles. Of course they do. That's what the private sector always does in response to, to government money. They, they, they steal it. I'm not blaming Ford for being Ford. That's what corporations do. If you tell everyone the government's going to give you $100 for an iPhone, I'm not going to blame Apple for raising the price of iPhone $100. It's a smart move. But government's the one who should have our back. And they're not. Yep. Uh, Daniel Turner's on the line. I said I was going to get him to curse. I might curse. You got me worked up, Turner. This is no way to live. Um, let's let's talk about something Jennifer Granholm did, because I had to cover this on America's Newsroom, and I went nuts. Uh, she was basically telling people who can't afford energy bills, you know, maybe kick 25000 our way for solar panels and we'll throw you a tax credit. That's not a real solution to a real problem. No, I think I tweeted at you when I saw your your great interview on on Fox dealing with this, where I said it's like giving a homeless person one of those twenty percent off Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. <laughs> Here you go. Did I not you know, see not that? You, <laughs> you, maybe you didn't see it. It was this, it was early this morning, oh. but that's the equivalent, right? I don't have a food for you or or a, or a coat, <laughs> but here's a coupon to go buy one twenty five percent off. Pro, you know, promo code Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's exactly what Jennifer Granholm is doing. I can't afford my electric bill. Well, here's 30% off solar insulation for your house. <laughs> well, that doesn't do me any good. Well, that only a politician, Jimmy, mm-hmm. could have such an insulting 
and stupid response to, to the American <laughs> suffering. Only a politician. It's not even let them eat cake. It's let them have a coupon for forks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're laughing, because if we weren't, we'd be cursing. I know! an awful lot to curse at. Oh, is there ever, Daniel Turner? Well, let me, here's another Granholm comment that really got me. And, and this is an interesting angle that no one is talking about when it comes to gas prices. One of the reasons gas prices is down is because China is essentially closed in major parts of China, which means the supply is finally a little bit higher than the demand in certain regions of the world because nobody's allowed on the road. So if China is to reopen, as she said, China reopening could drive up gas prices, isn't that technically an admission that Biden has nothing to do with lowering gas prices? <laughs> Oh, that, did you learn that logic in college? Because that's a brilliant logical <laughs> argument, right? <laughs> Nassau community an, strikes again! <laughs> it is! That is an Aristotelian syllogism. Perfect, perfect syllogism. You're absolutely right. So she's proving, you know, that this is what happens. It's, it's that Mark Twain quote, you know, always tell the truth because you never have to remember what you said. Mm -hmm. The problem when it comes to the gas prices is they've lied so many times about the cause of it and the driver of it that they forgot what they said. So then when gas prices came down, they wanted to take all this credit. They said gas prices were up because of, of as long as they will, as long as it requires to win the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. huh? Then they said gas prices were up because of corporate greed and because of profiteering. And we hauled Exxon Mobil before all these committees and the senators angrily banged their hands on the table. Right. They, they blamed it on on corporate greed. They blamed it on. They don't know what they what causes it, so they made up answers. Well, now they want all the credit for it, but you, as you just pointed out, they're saying, but uh, something else could drive back up gas prices. So, so really, you don't know what is causing these market problems, do you, Secretary? And the answer is she doesn't. She is a politician, and she will say whatever she has to in the moment uh, to, to help her agenda, and that's being a brilliant politician. Oh, it's so true. We're talking to Daniel Turner founder and executive director of Power the Future. Um, have you had the struggles I've had with the paper straw? <laughs> I can't stand them. Uh, I just don't even use them. You know, I, no. I was never a huge straw person anyway because I always felt like I drank too fast. Okay. And, like, sometimes you got to – especially when, like, it's that hangover Coke and, like, you really need to, to drink it. Not the hangover Coke that Joe – that Hunter Biden did. <laughs> like, hangover Coca-Cola. You have to Different drink straw. that kind of slowly. But yeah, exactly. You need, to, <laughs> you need to have it go slow. So I was never a straw person. Um, but the few times I've gotten the paper straw, yeah, you get that like gummy mouth feel yeah. and it's just disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm just so mad at John Kerry because we keep covering this story. A guy wants me to use a plastic straw, but he can put plastic in his face. How is that fair? The plastic straw is the perfect response of of 21st century American politics, right? What, why did we do it? Because we think the oceans are full of plastic. Why are they full of plastic? Because of China. What do we do? We ban plastic straws. We never actually go to the problem. Same with student loans, mm -hmm. right? All these people have student loan debts. Why do they have all these student loan debts? Because of Obama and because of Obamacare and because of government takeover of the student loan industry. What do we do? We forgive it. Government creates the problem. Right. Or in the case of the government of China creates the problem and then government wants to find the solution. Um, and it's just very frustrating, whether it's a student loan, whether it's covid, whether it's the entire green movement. Um, we have these Band-Aid solutions all the time as we just spiral 
further into into Gomorrah and poverty. It's very, very depressing. Yeah, it's a lot, man. And I think China is laughing their asses off, especially when it comes to, you know, the solar panel thing we were talking about earlier, because those $25,000 solar panels are made in China, who, by the way, yeah. as you know, are opening up so many coal plants, they'll have, they're on pace to have more than us in five years. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the owners of the coal industry um, are doing gangbusters because coal is at at, at record highs right now, um, and we've been shutting down American coal left and right, um, much to the glee of people like Tom Steyer, mm-hmm. the green billionaire, who's one of the largest investors in in foreign coal. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Steyer is thrilled with what's happening because all these Chinese companies are buying coal from Malaysia and Indonesia and from China, and he's a huge investor in that. And American coal companies. Well, we've shut most of them down, more than half of them. Um, and meanwhile, we have more coal. We have hundreds of years of coal supply in, in, in America. Um, so we've been punishing ourselves. If, if China wanted a better policy, they couldn't have written one than what Biden is putting forward. Brian, uh, Brian Deese, mm-hmm. Biden, John Kerry, Gina McCarthy. I mean, if that was not their intention was to serve China, that is the consequence of their policy. And China's just laughing sillily at us, I mean, heartily at us. And then when they invade Taiwan, what are we going to do? We're just going to we're going to wring our hands and say we're going to send five more billion dollars to Ukraine. <laughs> That's the solution to everything. Well, by then it'll be Xi Jinping's price hike for gas. It'll be it's yeah. Xi's price hike and away we go. Man, it is. It's so ridiculous, man. And, I, you know, I, I feel like the average person has always known that politicians don't really care about us, but they at least there's the veneer of pretending like this is kind of insulting because they're not even pretending to care. Like when you give, you know, the solutions that we've been offered, that's not even an effort. It's not even pretending to care. And that's the part I don't like, you know, at least like some of the celebrities pretend to care. Like Steven Spielberg gave that famous speech about how climate change is real and quantifiable and scientifically backed. And I don't understand people who won't do anything about it and then proceeded to burn one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in private jet fuel over the next two years but at least he gave us an effort no yeah he gave us a very good effort it was a beautiful speech um and 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 that's all that matters when you're in the green movement is the speech i love that they've been they've been tearing him apart john Kerry with his private jet use taylor swift again just just be honest and say yeah i think climate change is a really big deal but i'm not giving up my lifestyle <laughs> because none of them are ever going to do it i'd have way more respect for them uh-huh. if they just came out and said I'm not going to change how I live my life because I don't have to. Nope. Um, and then I'd be like, well, good for you. You're a hypocrite, but at least you're honest about it. Yep. But they don't even pretend that they're hypocrites. Nope. And it's uh, I'm gonna, if I was them, I would actually start calling climate change a racist movement because the only people talking about it are white, rich liberals. That's it. Yeah. You, you never go into the inner city where you might get shot on the way to the bodega or the bogada, as Joe Biden calls it, and hear anybody crowing about what the weather might do in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never, never comes up. I drove a taxi. I was literally known as the white guy in my garage because I was the only white driver, and it was like a running joke. But the one thing I never heard those guys talking about was the climate. You want to know why? Because they don't care, number one. They don't believe it, number two. Number three, they just don't have the luxury to prioritize you know, next year's weather. No, it is the ultimate white privilege at climate change. It really is only the problem of 
of, of rich white liberals, predominantly in the West, mm-hmm. um, and they're the ones who are obsessed with it. And, and we can argue whether or not it's because they've lost God completely, whether they're just uh, – it's just indicative of who they are as, as a philosophy. Mm-hmm. But they're the only ones who are obsessed with uh, the, the climate change uh, religion. Uh, rich white liberals, uh, 45-year-old uh, suburban housewives, uh, the John Kerry type, right? Yeah. The same. They're the people who wear masks as well. Um, that they're the only ones who have the privilege to care about climate change. The rest of us have to work for a living, and now we have to work for a living even harder because we have to pay off their debts. It's so crazy. <laughs> it really, it really is. But they love the moral superiority of it because they're like, we're saving the planet because the rest of you don't care. And you're too stupid to know. So thank God you have us to do absolutely nothing but talk about it. It's nuts. Daniel Turner, I do feel like I let the audience down by not getting you to curse today. Uh, But we do need to let you go before I curse in your absence. Well, I I always be on my best behavior with you, Jimmy, because I always want to be invited back. My favorite show to be on. So thanks, my friend. Oh, Daniel Turner. What a scam you are. I kid. I love you. (laughs) Be well. (laughs) See you, buddy. There he goes, the great Daniel Turner. There we go back after this. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy day on the show today. We're going to be talking with Mark Wayne Mullen, who wrapped up his runoff in Oklahoma last night. We're listening on Eagle down in Oklahoma City, listening on KRMG in Tulsa. Uh, This could be your next senator from the great state of Oklahoma, worth wrapping with. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen with a background in the octagon, is a little bit of a fighter, uh, has a real battle on his hands if he goes from the House to the Senate, because the things going on in this country are just complete madness. And now we've got more leaks out of the Reuters and the Associated Press and CNN and MSNBC about what went on down at Mar-a-Lago. Just like Daniel Turner and I were talking about how climate change is white privilege. Okay, prosecuting an ex-president at a time when inflation is spiking, the border's unsecure, nobody can buy gas, okay, the economy's in recession, nobody, nobody is getting out of bed going, gee, if only we had somebody to chase down their personal grudges against the ex-president. It's not on anybody's top ten list. It's the reason Liz Cheney is not going to be in Congress anymore. I played this clip yesterday laughing out loud. Here's Tara Setmeyer. On MSNBC explaining that Liz Cheney's coming for all the Republicans. This despite the fact that she lost by 40 points. Clip 21. Liz Cheney is coming for all of them. In, in the rest of that interview, she went after Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and other these, these other guys who know better than this MAGA act that they're putting on just to, um, you know, appeal to the, to the rabid MAGA base. She's like, you all know better. What are you doing? And she has the credibility to do it. She is a Cheney. You cannot question her conservative bona fides, for goodness sake. She voted with Trump for 93 percent of the time in Congress. She's a Cheney. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Here's a newsflash. The Cheneys don't have the say in the Republican Party anymore. The reason the Cheneys are so adamant about getting Trump, are you ready for it? It's because if they can push him off the stage, the old establishment guard can have some say again. He knows what he's talking about. But the point is she's not coming for anybody because she just lost 
by 40 points. Last I checked, you can't take over a party with a 40-point loss. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. Is essentially what the voters said. And somebody needs to give Tara Setmeyer the message. They're too busy sniffing their own farts in their liberal bubble. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We're lacing them up for a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got a lot on the dance card. We're going to be talking, of course, a little bit more student loan forgiveness, which doesn't, of course, forgive the loans, but does pass the bill on to the people who didn't take them out. What a fraud. We're also going to circle back to the primary results from earlier in the day, and uh, we will have a grown-up conversation about the latest on the Mar-a-Lago raid because more bungling More bungling out of the Department of Justice uh, in this hour. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. We will get into it with Mark Wayne Mullen, a superstar congressman from the great state of Oklahoma, who won his Senate primary last night and is now one step closer to adding another Republican seat to the Senate. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this thing. Also, the phone number if you don't want to be a part of this thing. Now, I should give you a a word of warning uh, before we go anywhere. We are going to be playing some sound in this hour from Morning Joe on MSNBC. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Got to do it. I'm sorry. If I had to listen to this, you have to listen to this. You know, we always say, like, Fox Across America is the country's family meeting. And I'm like, you know, the deadbeat dad that's kind of at the head of the dinner table and kind of working our way through the day in this America. Well, this is what dad came across today in his travels when he wasn't gassing up the family truckster for $125 for one single solitary tank of gas. <laughs> Those are the gas prices right now in New York. They don't even give you numbers. You're like, hey, how much for a tank of 93 octane? And the guy's just like, <laughs> no! Oh, no, no. there are people in Washington. They really are running the country into the ground. And a lot of what's taking place in today's news cycle, today being Wednesday. OK, is an attempt by those people to distract from their own inept performance. I mean, what is student loan forgiveness? I said this at the top of the show today. Biden's poll numbers with young voters have dropped by nearly 24 points. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Exactly. They've dropped by about 24 points. So what is student loan forgiveness really but an attempt to get his low poll numbers Forgiven. He knows what he's talking about. That's exactly what it is. It's not student loan forgiveness. It's bad poll number forgiveness. And until otherwise proven, the raid in Mar-a-Lago looks the same way. It looks like bad poll number forgiveness. You've got a country, according to the most recent polling, that says 75% of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem if you're Joe Biden. It's a huge problem if you're the Democrats cruising into the midterms. Which is why all of this emerging documentation that shows the Biden administration was, in fact, involved in planning this DOJ raid on Mar-a-Lago looks a lot more like a strategic coordination between Joe Biden and his attorney general than something that was done on the level. Again, we've never had a former president raided at any point during the 246-year history of this country. 
But the minute it went down, what did it allow the Democrats and their allies in the media to do? Oh, this is a big deal. Could be nuclear weapons. You know, this guy could be guilty of some kind of treason. This is why everybody's scared. Even Yamichi Alcindor, part-time pretend journalist, full-time Kirby Puckett impersonator, uh, she said this yesterday on MSNBC with a straight face. I played this clip yesterday. I'll play it again today. This is her take on why Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. It's clip 24. I've been out on the campaign trail. I'm in Alabama just today ta- doing some stories about sort of redistricting and the and the political atmosphere in this state. But what you see really is on the Democratic side, people that are very, very worried about the direction of this country. They're very worried, especially about former President Trump possibly coming back into power or former President Trump or, or another Republican stealing the election in 2022 or 2024 because we've seen so many election deniers be, be elected. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, seriously, Yamiche. Don't you have any respect for yourself? None. We are living in the death of shame. The death of shame. Okay, that's her take. 75% of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. It's not because of the crippling inflation. No, no, they don't care about that. The record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths, big deal. Yawn. Record level of illegal border crossings. Come on, man. Who cares? So what? You got to turn tricks behind the gas station in order to afford a tank of gas these days. Nobody cares about that stuff. What they're really worried about, what they're really worried about is Trump coming back. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Yeah, sure. That's that's, that's what's on their mind, okay? If anything, they're worried about Trump not coming back because Biden has run this country completely into the ground. I agree with that. Okay, and if he's not in charge, it's the people he's surrounded himself with. And let's be honest, none of them have any idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. So you enter an FBI raid with a sealed affidavit. Understand, the FBI is fighting. The DOJ is fighting to keep the affidavit sealed, meaning they don't want you to know why they raided. Okay, number one, probably because they don't really have a solid reason. It's dubious no matter what the reason, because we've never done this before. But two, the longer it stays sealed the longer their allies in the media can speculate recklessly. Okay, and not only speculate recklessly, but gas up the base on emotion. The Democratic Party, understand, if you're a Democrat, you're not my enemy. You are not my enemy. You're my American teammate. We might disagree on policy and philosophy and everything in between, but when I talk to you, I'm talking to you as a friend. You know how they say you need a friend who will tell you your ass looks big in those pants? Okay, that's why I'm that friend that 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 you know is honest with you. Okay, your party, the Democratic Party, it runs on emotion. Correct, Amundo. They are a people, by and large, whose emotions are their facts. Okay, that's why half of them still hold on to the Mueller probe. The Mueller probe came and went. Mueller fell on his face. There was no proof of collusion, although the FBI did admit to falsifying documents. Although a Clinton lawyer did go on trouble. Go on, fi- go on trial for misleading the government and admitting that the Clinton campaign, completely out of thin air, made up the narrative about Trump communicating back channel with a Russian alpha bank. Okay, the Mueller probe was a humiliating, humiliating defeat for the Democrats. But you understand, if your emotions are your facts, then you didn't lose because your emotions convinced you he colluded with Russia. So till the day you die, you'll believe he colluded with Russia. It's no different than student loan forgiveness. They get out there, oh, you got to feel bad for these kids. College is so expensive. Okay, I'm with you so far. But now let's look at the facts. Does uh, college get any less expensive because of student loan forgiveness? The answer would be no. Of course not. 
Do the kids who took out these loans, I don't know, maybe learn personal responsibility for bigger decisions in life that won't be forgiven? The answer would be no. No. But more importantly, when you talk to me about equity and fairness, is this fair to let the kids who took out loans have them paid off? By the kids who didn't take out the loans? The answer would be no. No. So the emotion might get you behind student loan forgiveness, but the, I mean, the actual facts of student loan forgiveness would have you saying, Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. You'd have to be a lunatic. But again, when your emotions are your facts, this is the golden opportunity for the Democrats. As long as this affidavit remains sealed, they can get on TV and sell any far-fetched ridiculous conspiracy imaginable. Trump is selling the nuclear codes like the nuclear codes are a Netflix password that doesn't change when two people break up like the president leaves office, but the nuclear codes stay the same. What is this space balls? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's the kind of number an idiot would have on his luggage. Do you remember that? Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But they can sell that to people. Oh, no, you don't understand. He was selling the nuclear codes. Folks, seriously, I want you to think about how ridiculous that is, just how implausibly stupid that is. They are the nuclear codes. Okay, if you take a book out from the public library, it's traceable. If you post a picture of your dinner on Facebook tonight, they can trace where you ate it. Okay, they can trace where you bought the ingredients if you list them. Okay, but do you mean to tell me with a straight face, with a straight face, okay, that this guy went out and sold our nuclear secrets because he didn't think they were traceable? Come on, don't bullshit me. Dude, have some self-respect, okay, because if you don't, they're going to put you on Morning Joe. Listen to this clip, okay? Here's Eddie Gloud talking to Joe about why Trump wanted these classified documents. Again, we don't have any proof of this. We don't have anything substantiating what he's about to say. But saying it will inject a lot of emotion into the base, and they will eat it. Oh, they will eat it right on up. They're crazy. Here it is, clip five. I can't help but think about why or ask the question, why did he want these documents? Mm. What's the purpose? Mm. And given who he is, I mean, I can't, I'm not a Harvard, I'm not the dean of the Harvard Law School. Close. Not even close. Not even close. We're closer. Why? (laughs) I mean, aren't we worried that he would monetize this? I mean, he's like, you know, an expert level grifter. I mean, the danger here is is out of bounds, it seems to. That was embarrassing. I mean, again, one more time. That was embarrassing. Okay, these people, and forgive me for saying this, a lot of families listen, people listen with their kids. These people are a bunch of idiots, okay? I mean, as dumb as they come. You can't go out and sell the nuclear secrets without getting caught. There's no way to do that, and he knows that. They try to depict Trump as if he's just sitting there surrounded by nobody with a legal background, with a military background, with a record of working in government who understands how things work. Okay, if you're sitting on classified documents, it means you're surrounded by people who handle classified documents, meaning you know how they encrypt them and protect them and how this, in fact, would be traceable. The problem the Democrats have is when you're just selling grievance, when you're just selling people new Trump narratives day in and day out, none of them even consider that they were wrong the last seven or eight times. None of them. 
Russia was going to take him down. All right, maybe not. Stormy Daniels was going to take him down because there was a campaign violation. Maybe not. All right, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, quit. He had the goods on Trump's taxes. All right, maybe not. Okay, he sold influence in Ukraine. All right, maybe not. Oh, the Biden sold influence in Ukraine. I get it, but no, nothing to worry about there. They're Democrats. Oh, impeachment one's going to take him down. All right, maybe not. Okay, impeachment two is going to take him down. No, maybe not. Okay, so now we're back to this. And without even a hint of self-awareness, with a straight face, they want you to believe that he was selling the nuclear secrets. This is the speculation now. I mean, I can't help but wonder. I mean, what was he, what was he doing? But understand, again and again and again, they're catering to people who hate Trump so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. That is correct. And when you're catering to those people, you don't actually need any understanding, okay, of truth or fact or anything to corroborate the claim you're making. Just sell them more Trump hate because they're desperate to shoot it up in their veins. That's true. That is true. Okay, but when it comes to actual handling of classified information, Okay, and Trump being able to sell secrets and nuclear codes and be sitting on stuff and everything in between. Yo, first of all, if the government thought he was doing that, it doesn't take months to authorize a raid. And after the raid happens, it doesn't take months to bring charges. This was a fishing expedition that allows them to speculate recklessly. But listen to more. Mike Barnacle on Morning Joe, clip six. Given his nature, given his history, given his lack of character, you can't help but think that he would look at a document and wonder, wonder what they'd pay to know this in Riyadh. Oh, my God. I mean, can you really think about that? Are you stupid or something? Just given the nature of the documents that we have involved in this situation, do we actually know what the documents are? The answer would be no. Interesting. But, but according to him, given the nature of the documents... That we have involved in this moment. Again, do we know what the documents are? The answer would be no. But he wants you to believe, well, they're clearly nuclear documents and they're selling them. They could be selling them to Riyadh. What an idiot. Okay, the problem with Democrats, and I mean this, they've gotten so obsessed with going after this dude that they're not listening to themselves. Okay, at the end of the 2016 election, he was an evil genius capable of overthrowing the most powerful democratic process in the world. He was capable of colluding with a foreign enemy to overthrow our electoral process. That's who he was in 2016. Now they want you to believe he's so stupid that he doesn't even realize the nuclear documents would be traceable. Not even close! I'm just telling you because I care, okay? This is straight up Looney Tunes. <laughs> and it ain't going to end well for any of the characters. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And yes, if you were to ask Donald Trump, he would tell you he's an expert on anything. Okay, I don't know that he's an expert on handling nuclear information, but I can tell you that anybody, literally anybody, who says he was out there selling our nuclear codes is a straight up, just a total 100 percent idiot. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. As dumb as they come. But here it is again, keeping an affidavit sealed, having this hanging over Trump's head running into the midterms, allows people in the media to give hot takes like this one from Nicole Wallace, who, by the way, anyone who knows Nicole Wallace, she's considered one of the biggest monsters in media. She hates herself, goes home every night, fills up the bathtub, and screams in it with rage. So when you picture this, what I'm about to play you, understand that it's been said once in a tub, and it was a lot harder to comprehend, but we cleaned up the audio. Here it is, clip eight. It's just so amazing that um, yeah. you know, 21 years after 9-11, all the threats to the homeland are homegrown and spurred on and exacerbated by a twice-impeached ex-president. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What do you, I, you must have got manure for your brains. Well, I mean, we'd pass the death of shame. It's yeah, 21 years after 9-11. The biggest threat is these to the homeland of these white people who voted for Trump. But are they now? Did the white people who voted for Trump understand? I condemned what happened at the Capitol. And certainly a person died at the Capitol that day. Yes, an unarmed white Trump supporter by the name of Ashley Babbitt. Remember her? Shot by the Capitol Police. Only death that day at the Capitol. One death is too many. But when we're going to talk about threats to the homeland, did these white people who voted for Trump cause $42 billion worth of damage during the summer of 2020 at George Floyd riots? The answer would be no. Did the white people who voted for Trump cause 42 deaths in the summer of 2020 at those George Floyd riots? The answer would be no. Did the white people who voted for Trump burn down 100 black-owned businesses in the near north of Minneapolis in the name of equity? The answer would be no. Come on, man. You see, the problem is again and again and again, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So sell them that emotion. Was it a white guy? Was it a white guy who ran over 42 people at a Waukesha parade saying that white people needed to die? The answer would be no. No, that was the end result of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, which people like Nicole Wallace sold as white supremacy. Okay, again and again and again, yelling racism works emotionally, but it doesn't do anything to align you with the facts. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and you have to forgive our next guest if he sounds a little hungover. This guy won a big runoff last night down in the great state of Oklahoma, the Republican nominee for the Senate. Coming up here in the midterms, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen joins us on the phone. Hey, man. Well, what's up, Jimmy? Man, that intro music made me, made me want to pull out my MC Hammer pants. I know they're somewhere. <laughs> I got those baggy things someplace. Is that, is now, now, let's be honest. Is that the campaign look that your team is, is hoping you go with, no. or are you still half in the bag from last <laughs> no, night? No, that was my that was my elementary look back then. I'm a, I'm a, I've grown up a few years since then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's good to know because I, I listen. On, on the one end, it might work on the trail. On the other one, who knows? <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the MC Hammer pants did not help last night as much as maybe. Oh, I don't know. A Trump endorsement did. Yeah, you know, President Trump and I actually talked today. 
Oh well, and um, and uh, he was he was congratulating me on me. He's like, his words was, "I picked well, I picked well," and I said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> he he goes, uh, but uh, anyways, we talked for a long time, and he he always brings up the fact that he won seventy seven counties, and uh, he brought it today. He says, "You only won seventy six. I still got seventy seven. They love me out there." <laughs> I said, yeah. This yes, is sir, why. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is why I'm convinced, and I, you don't need to add any color to this because I don't think anyone knows the answer. But it's part of the reason I'm skeptical in talking to his family and friends that he won't run again is because he he became a golf hustler in his free time and he's playing such good (laughs) golf from everyone who told me down at Mar-a-Lago and he likes talking smack so much that he might just I mean he might have to leave Mar-a-Lago for the occasional raid but aside from that he just likes the golf Oh well, he does, and typically when we talk, we talk before his tea time. Oh, that's funny. And uh, he's in Bestminster right now, and then he, I, guess, I think he goes back to uh, Mar Largo in a in a in a month. Uh, he he had he had actually told us to he wanted me to bring the family down there and go and go visit him. He always, you know, my son mm-hmm. got hurt real bad two years ago, and and President Trump took a very special interest in him. I mean, like came to Bakersfield, saw him, encouraged him. It was my first. Is actually it was a gem. He had a dramatic brain injury, mm-hmm. and it was he he went uh, he went weeks and weeks without uh, with severe short term loss uh, memory loss, mm-hmm. and it was his first memory, and uh, and he's held on to that ever since. I mean, the president made such a huge impact on him. I, I'll tell this story one time just because let people know that President Trump. I consider him a friend just because when you see someone love on your kids, yeah, that doesn't have to. Not for no cameras, nothing around there. It touches you. I don't care who they are, much less the most powerful man in the, in, in the world who takes the time to come visit him. Yeah. And um, he, he's uh, he's sitting there and he's talking to him, and his team kept trying to tell him, "Sir, we got to go. We got to go." The plane was already ready for him to go, uh-huh. and they kept pestering him. And finally, he turned around to him and he stuck his finger out and he says, "Hey." I guarantee you that plane won't leave without me. <laughs> and, and they they stopped, and he spent another ten minutes not not talking to me. He spent another ten minutes literally encouraging and just loving on my son. Wow. And so there isn't a there isn't a conversation we have that he's not asking me about how Jim's doing. And uh, and then uh, like I said today, he said, "Hey, get get your family down here before we leave and go back tomorrow, Argo. We'd like to I'd like to I'd like to celebrate with you." Wow, that is really powerful stuff. We're talking to Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, who's a candidate for Senate in the great state of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a side of Trump you don't hear a lot about because, you know, most of the media is just selling this sensationalist version of some Marvel comic book villain. And I just don't think they get it or they hear themselves because they're they're dealing so much in emotion that they've even been able to convince themselves it's okay for the Justice Department to raid a former president's home with no regard for precedent, let alone what the legal process would normally be. Don't I mean it? Is it? It's almost impossible for this not to read like a scam. You know, we I still I still, still sit on HIPC House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. We have direct oversight over the FBI. Um, there isn't one piece of paper out there about the United States top secrets that we can't see without redactions. There's only a few of us in the in the entire uh, you know Congress that has that authority, uh, and yet they is still yet refuse to come and not just brief us, but even bring the affidavit to us to let us see what they did. And no one's going to convince me that this isn't politically motivated. I mean, as I said before in your show, these pa- these papers that they're saying were classified, they were documented by the Government Accountability Office before they left the White House and moved to Mar-a-Lago. They knew exactly what he had and how long he had had them, and he had had them in his possession for over 500 days before they thought that it was a national security threat. And, and all we're asking is, hey, what was the immediate national security threat? It, they, he's had them for 500 days. They, they want to talk about the nuclear thing, nuclear stuff in there? 
our nuclear posture changes every single day. Uh, the codes change every 40 seconds and sometimes every 20 seconds. There's nothing he had that was from 500 days plus ago that would be relevant to be a national security risk today. That is nuts. We're talking to Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, the self-proclaimed MC Hammer of politics. Um, <laughs> let's... Thanks, Jimmy. Oh, you're never going to let me live that one down, no, are you? No, that's a, that'll stick around for a few interviews anyway. We'll let it go. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. Um, well, you know, the guy who's in office now, uh, just to pivot really quickly, in this hour is going to be announcing $10,000 worth of student loan forgiveness. And since we're talking about scams, is there a bigger scam than making the taxpayer pay off loans they didn't take out? Over 60% of all taxpayers never went to college. Over six, I'm not talking about like went to college and didn't finish. 60% never spent a single hour in college of taxpayers. And so you're, you're, you're making 60% of the population pay for something they never used. And then you're letting the other 40% pay for something that the other people signed up to guarantee they were going to do. And yet now they're not going to pay it back. It's not our responsibility. I'm sorry. No one made you take out that student loan. No one made you decide to get that degree. No one but you. You made that decision, and that's called responsibility because these sixty percent of these tax or the sixty percent of the taxpayers that didn't go to college, they still had to pay off their mortgage. They still had to pay their car payment. They still had to pay other loans for their credit cards. So why is it why is it that this they're doing this just for the the student loans? It's because they seventeen weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this, but seventeen weeks ago. They were uh, – President Biden said that in a few weeks, in, a, in the coming weeks, we're going to release um, what we're going to do for student loans. He, we, he waits until midterm election because he knows that these same individuals that voted for him last time that had these, these student loans, uh, these ones that are – that these this generation that was, that was assisting, that was um, woke on all of our campuses are now waking up to what the woke means, that they don't have a job, that the opportunities aren't still there, that inflation – is is killing their their bottom line and they're not supporting him anymore so he's trying to buy their vote no it's so true that's what i that's the, spot on is i don't think it's student loan forgiveness i think it's low poll number forgiveness you know because absolutely guy's, it's all politics yeah i mean if you look at his poll numbers with voters uh under 30 uh they've fallen by like 25 points so it's like it's pretty transparent but i think this was the big argument against traditional establishment politicians i mean the thing that made trump popular is he was kind of flying right into this storm this ridiculousness in washington where you know they say nice things and craft what sounded like empathetic messages but there's again there's no empathy if you took out a loan and i've got to pay it off for you that's not empathetic to me it's just a big middle finger to me and i think a lot of people i think this is the worst thing that happened to biden is having a guy in washington who was an outsider who spoke plain truths about stuff like this makes it look that much more ridiculous when you go back to the washington speak that we're witnessing now so do you almost think biden makes a better case case for Trump than Trump does just based on how inept they are? Absolutely. 100%. People may uh, may not like the pres- uh, President Trump's rhetoric all the time, but now that you're comparing what his rhetoric was versus what his policy was, and you can see clearly what his policy was doing for America versus a guy who can't even speak uh, and has no policies, what happens to the country? People are seeing the contrast openly with their own eyes because it's real life. It's real situations they're dealing with today. Today, people are spending $6,000 more a year just on energy costs uh, than they did last year. 
So people are feeling it, and, and it is it is probably some of the best campaigning that can take place. But plus, what the what the Democrats don't realize is you can't buy friends. We were all raised like that, right? Yeah. I was raised you can't buy your friends. They're buying their friends. They're buying their loyalty, and when you quit giving them handouts, they're going to leave, and we can't afford as a country to keep giving out handouts. And people are seeing this, and they're sick and tired of it. Yeah, you know, the only time it actually works is, like, if you're in high school and you get a car before other kids do, there is no faster ticket to hanging out with gorgeous women than being, like, a junior in high school who gets a car. (laughs) Hey, brother, Jimmy, Jimmy, my my wife tells me she dated me because of my truck. Tells everybody that. Oh my she god! She tells everybody that I dated him because of his truck. I was like, man, whatever worked. That, I thought it was my tight Wranglers. That is I my <laughs> amber pants at that time. That is that. Is, this is funny. Your wedding song is "Pickup Man" by Joe Diffie. Nobody knew. I had I had no idea. We probably did dance to that actually. Of course you did. <laughs> Holy hell! I mean, that's a that's a. I met all my wives in traffic jams. There's just something women yeah. like about a pickup man. I mean, you can't pick compete with that. Yeah. The late great Joe Joe Diffie. Well, listen, man, I know you got some partying to do, and uh, we're certainly going to stay in touch during this campaign because from what I can tell, you're basically just running against a rubber stamp for Biden policies. Is that how this is shaped up? You know, I was talking uh, to our governor earlier, and he was like, you know, what's your strategy moving forward? And I said, my strategy is not to run against my opponent. My strategy is to run against this socialist, woke, extreme Democrat party. I'm not even going to run against my opponent. I'm running against the agenda that the National Party is putting out, and and there's no way that their policy can line up with ours. One is anti-America. One is pro-America. One's anti-life. One is pro-life. Um, one is anti-energy. Uh, uh, one is pro-energy. There's a complete contrast between them. If you want to get into education, one is about critical race theory. One is about actually educating our children. There, there is there, the contrast couldn't be clear at this point, and so there's no excuse for anybody one not being involved in the Republican Party and supporting pro-America values, and and two, there's no excuse for still supporting this socialist Democrat Party. There's just you, you can't you can't convince me that it's okay just because you're a Democrat anymore. It's not okay. You got to see the parties, and if you don't believe it, read their platforms. Yeah, it's a really good point. Uh, studio audience standing and cheering. You can't hear them right now over the exhaust in your truck, but uh, good stuff, man, <laughs> for real. Keep playing good ball, and uh, let's let's do it again. we got some campaigning to do. Yes, sir. You're the man. Look forward to seeing you. You too. See you. There he goes, the great Mark Wayne Mullen, your Republican candidate for Senate in the great state of Oklahoma. If you're listening on KRMG 96.9 The Eagle, I'm supposed to be coming down there uh, to work out an event with everybody in uh, the first week of October. That's not official yet. It's a lot of fine print. They've got to hang out. You know, it's all kinds of legal paperwork, retina scans. You got to pee in a cup. It's very intense. You know, you want to leave the reservation here at Fox. Uh, but we're having a fabulous time. And one of the reasons I keep telling you that I like having Mark Wayne Mullen on, and I did not know that story about Trump. That's a really heavy story about his kid being injured and the president spending the amount of time with him that he did. I had heard a similar story about that from Jim Jordan, uh, about someone close to him. Uh, that he just told me one night randomly on a phone call when I was just rapping with him uh, about how he's, you know, Jimmy, you don't understand the way like the media depiction of somebody and the actual somebody are always so wildly different. And it's true. I mean, you know, like if you look at I, the basic example, would be me. Like if you told, you know, 30 percent of this country, I was a Fox News host. They just assume, oh, you're like Hitler. You're the worst guy who ever lived. 
you know, he must be like some right-wing strong man that just uses racist terms and puts down women and blacks and, you know, minorities and everything in between. And then you meet me, and you're just like, oh, it's just some, like, goofy guy who, <laughs> some goofy guy who can't stop eating. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. But politics is all about defining your opponent. That's what you need to understand. Okay, and traditional politicians, they don't invest their energy in ways to help you. They invest their energy in ways to convince you that the other guy is worse than them. And that's essentially the Democratic mindset in this day and age. Okay, we suck, but we don't suck as much as those guys. I mean, think about it. Think about how Gavin Newsom survived a recall out in California. Gavin Newsom turned his state into the world's largest outdoor toilet. A lot of those on today's show. Turned the country into the world's largest outdoor toilet. Crime has spiked to a 30-year high. Okay? There's mental illness. There's homelessness. There's filth everywhere in California. I was out there with Jenny and Lincoln. It's sad. They turned the state into a safari. It's sad. You drive around and you're like, oh, look at that over there. Oh, gosh, don't feed him. And you feel terrible, but that's the reality of what he's created. But he survived the recall because, again, the Democrats, they don't want to improve. They don't want to help. They just want to win. The student loan forgiveness, something Biden just passed, just announced he was doing in this hour. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Okay, 215 right at the top of the hour. Okay, is student loan forgiveness. Okay, something that actually solves the problem of soaring college tuition? The answer would be no. No. Is it really equitable again to the other people who didn't take out the loans? The answer would be no. No. They just throw stuff out there so they can say, well, Republicans are against it because they don't care about your college kids. That's the problem here. That, it's not the loans and the making somebody else pay the bill for a meal they didn't need. It's just Republicans don't care about your kids. Democrats are so full of crap. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America a show that's heading on the road after tomorrow's episode. I will be out in Carson City, Nevada. This Friday, this Saturday, there are a handful of seats left for the 930 shows. You can get them at ccnugget.com. I know I've promoted these shows quite a bit this week. Shut up! Will you shut up? But it's for good reason. You come out, you meet the Fox Cross America crowd, and you're like, wow, I'm actually a part of something really cool. And you are. We are the cool people. We're the folks holding this country together, the force multipliers of positive energy that are having, you know, substantive conversations about the news and about the issues facing the country without being a bunch of fat, screaming children. Mom, he doesn't vote the way I do. I want him canceled. Like, we're not doing that here. We're just having a damn good time. That's what we're doing. That's what my show is. Like, if you're listening, it's political pop culture. You know, people watch the Super Bowl who aren't football fans. 
but they watch it anyway for the commercials and the halftime shows, and, you know, you get all of those dancing girls up on the stage. Hubba, hubba. Okay, that's what Fox Across America is. A lot of people listen to the show that hate politics, but they listen anyway because they're getting the political pop culture. They're getting a fun take on real issues in a way that you can kind of comprehend them and share them with a friend and be reasonable. That's all I'm trying to do is be reasonable, be a force multiplier of positive energy and calm and cool. That's what we're after Uh, because i got to be honest, man. Every day it feels like we get out of bed and they poke the bear a little bit harder with that stick. We just got a report during the commercial break that the FDA plans to authorize another booster before Labor Day. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Understand, okay, everybody you know in the government right now, everybody, everybody that you know in Congress, in the White House, everybody you know that has been vaxxed and boosted, what else do they have in common? What else? Are you ready? COVID. They've all gotten COVID. The vaccine doesn't stop you from getting and spreading COVID. And here's a newsflash. The booster doesn't stop you from getting and spreading COVID. Do you know what it does do? It helps another pharmaceutical executive buy another vacation home in Aspen. All this is. And the guys like Fauci, the guys on these panels that are pushing these boosters, don't have to disclose whether or not they're making money off these pharmaceutical stocks. I got news for you, man. They are all getting paid. Correct the mundo. Wouldn't lie to you. I'm your radio buddy. And I'll be back to further our friendship this time tomorrow. You can see me on Fox Business tonight with Brian Brenberg at 550 Eastern. But whatever you see, uh, be a Republican while you see it. Be a Democrat, be a Libertarian. All I ask is that you don't be a... The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.